Ah, Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Welcome to Grand Moff Talk, a delicately curated long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley. Hello. And Jake, that's me. We used to have more people. And now we don't. Now we don't. <laughs> Wait, what can we say? <laughs> that's it. it. It's down to two. We're using the flimsy table today. Yeah, you might hear a little table action. I didn't want to bring the big table upstairs. Because uh, I, I was lazy. Yeah. No other excuse. I was lazy. Uh, uh, so we're using this flimsy one. And these I, millennials I, don't want to work for their tables. <laughs> I don't want to work for this table. <laughs> no, I don't like what I just said. Nope. Now, we have listeners will know. Yes. If you're a new listener, welcome. Welcome. We're a show about Star Wars, ostensibly. If you're an old listener, welcome. Good to see you again. Good to hear you again. Yep. Uh, no, we'll start over. <laughs> um, Leave it in. Double it. <laughs> Amplify what I just said. Yeah. Good to hear you again. <laughs> oh, um, you got it. Okay. Uh, you know what? I want to start out with something we have not done in a while. Ooh, which is Jake's apology corner. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. About time. Yeah, I hope this is to me. Um, yeah. Sorry that you have to host a podcast with just me. <laughs> <laughs> You're forgiven. The person you knew the least out of the other people that were on the show. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but you know what? I met you when we started this, but yeah. we're the only ones left. And now so I feel like I know you the most. Now we're the best friends because That's everyone right. else left us. Yeah. and uh, But I don't want to apologize to you. No. I could, but I don't want to. And uh, I listened back to our New Hope commentary. Mm. And I we, for some reason, I don't know why we did this. I guess I'm apologizing on your behalf as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm not apologizing to you, but maybe for you. Okay, good. Because we both kind of what talked about how um, Mark Hamill's performance was the least essential yeah. of the cast in A New Hope. You okay. know, like, without Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. Star Wars is not Star Wars. Without Carrie Fisher, it's not... But we we said that we could foresee maybe another actor being Luke. Maybe he wasn't as essential. Yes. And I feel like I need to apologize to Mark Hamill himself. Oh, well, I stand by it. And here's why I'm going to apologize, though. Because reading all these books, which, hey, stay tuned. We're going to talk about a book. Hey, stay tuned. Everybody loves when we talk about books. (laughs) And we do it with increasing (laughs) frequency. Uh, No, we're not like creatively you know out Stunted. of things to do because we are because it's just two of us why would you even say that <laughs> we're not limited in the things we can do because there's only two people no don't even suggest such a thing i can't believe they would say that stop saying it in my head um but i was like reading star wars books luke skywalker is in almost every book at mm-hmm. least popping in and giving a little wisdom yep and what i'm realizing is just from a dialogue standpoint, there's not a lot to Luke Skywalker. <laughs> you know, you can no, capture Stoic Skywalker after Return of the Jedi. Not much there. You can capture Han's cadence. You can capture Leia's cadence. Um, Lando, same thing. Yeah. You can't really do that with Luke Skywalker. And I think, like, if you look at the script for A New Hope, his dialogue doesn't have anything all that special about it 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 is mark hamill that's bringing that like jubilance and optimism Mm -hmm. that we think of uh when we think of luke skywalker 
especially by the time we see The Last Jedi. Yeah. I, I, I think I realized it today because the moment in The Last Jedi that may be the greatest moment in all of Star Wars is Luke um, mourning Han in the Millennium Falcon, R2. <laughs> oh, quick pause to appreciate the cutest <laughs> cat in the world right now. <laughs> Such a good kitty. Um, Looks like a whale. Oh, I a know. A beached whale. He does. Oh, my God. So cute. Um. No, anyway, so the greatest moment is Luke and the Millennium Falcon. R2 wakes up, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, this mournful, depressed Luke that we've seen the whole movie just snaps into old school Luke Skywalker. Yeah. R2, like he says it, just like Luke Skywalker would. And I realized, like, there's more to Hamill's performance than we gave him credit for, and I'm sorry. Um, I remember when, I believe it was when The Force Awakens came out, and they had him re-record... Uh, some lines from Return of the Jedi for the trailers, and they were new recordings. Yeah, but it sounded exactly like Luke Skywalker, yes. and it's just like I think that's the benefit of. I, I sometimes wish he'd had more of a career in film after, like he kind of got of of everyone in the cast. He kind of got left behind, I think, when it comes to other roles and other yeah. things in in Hollywood until. It came to the voice acting thing. Yes. And I think the benefits of being such a prolific voice actor is that he is able to snap back into older roles and he's so used to controlling his voice and his cadence and how he sounds that he's able to um, just immediately fall back into Luke Skywalker again. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I, that... Um it, it made me realize that he does a voice when he does Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And when you hear him in interviews... He does kind of have a different natural speaking voice. Yeah. But his Luke Skywalker voice is a thing. Mm-hmm. He's he's doing stuff. He is. I still will not apologize because I think you could replace him in A New Hope and the movie is just as good. <sighs> I, did, I, I do agree, however, that from A New Hope on, from Empire on, yes. it needs to be Mark Hamill. And I think, I, I can't think of anyone else that I would replace him with in Empire. And of course, all that is built off of what he does in A New Hope. But I think out of the core group, I, I refuse to apologize oh, to Mark Hamill. My God. Please come on Stop, the show. Get off the table. <laughs> <laughs> Please come on the show, Mark Hamill. Let go of me. If you come on the show, I will walk all this back and apologize profusely. <laughs> we'll delete the episode. We'll delete this episode like if Rebel you ever Force come Radio on the show. Deleted that one episode. <laughs> yes. Just like, <laughs> just like that. Uh, but no, I I do agree with you that one, like when you see him, he can he can get into the role again just immediately and he is he is Luke Skywalker. I guess like the conversation was would it have been a mega hit without Mark Hamill? I I think I could see the argument that yes, I but think it would have. Yes. But, uh, but I don't know. But I'm glad that it was him. Glad it was him because it all leads up to his final moments in <sighs> the last Jedi which are like you said, <sighs> some of the best moments in Star I'm Wars. I'm still just feeling the last. I watched it this morning. And I feel like I, I was back in the theater watching it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Or the second time. The first time was, like, overwhelming. Yeah, first time we had some... We did have some mixed reactions to it. We had it some mixed bit. reactions on our... Especially from Isaac, our, which is why yeah. we kicked him off the show. That's why he... It took us months, but eventually <laughs> yeah. we got rid of him. We kept him around for a long time after that, but it was just... That was the start to the That's when we knew. Yeah, yeah, we knew. Anyway. That he had to go. Listen... That's enough apologizing. Yes. No more apologies. No more apologies for the I, Do we have a Jake show. apology corner theme? I think we do somewhere. Yeah, deep, I think Deep we in do. the bowels of my hard drive. I think it's there. I'll find it. Gross. <laughs> do a little colonoscopy on your hard drive and see if you can find it. 
Um, I did that recently. Yeah. <laughs> I bought a new hard drive and moved a bunch of stuff over to it, and I really cleaned that thing, that sucker out. I did the same thing, and that's why I found all those like old drawings and stuff I did. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I forgot about it. Gotta these. do it every once in a while. You got to. Now you I know got, what? I got Especially th- men over 50 have to clean up their hard drive at <laughs> least do. every five years. You gotta make sure there's no, you know, cancerous infections. Yeah, you'd be surprised polyps get in your hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of polyps, Eugene Vong. <laughs> yep. Dovin basils. You'll find those in your hard drive. I don't sometimes. want to brag. Okay. It's the last thing I want to do. Okay. Yeah, it's the first thing you do right now. I, I do have three hard drives in my computer right now. I don't okay. want to brag, but you know, wow. I do have three. That so. is either a brag or what's a sad brag? <laughs> sag? Sad brag. I think that's Sag it. Actors Award? Sag brag. Um Sag Braff. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Listen. The important thing is, we're still reading these new Jedi Order Ooh, books. We are. There's 19 of them, guys, we're and we're only it. on book four. Let us know if you hate it, because then for the rest of this, the time that we still do it, we'll feel bad. I tell you what, I've received nothing but good feedback from that people. That is true. I ran into somebody the other day who said that they appreciate it because they don't have time to read these books, so mm. they appreciate getting all the information without having to actually Did this truly happen? Them. It did happen. Wow, that's great. That's yeah. good to hear. Is it someone I know? Do you know John Kedmanic? Have you met no, him? No, I don't. He, he sent us an email is... once. <gasps> Great. We yeah, do have an email to read from <laughs> like eight years ago. Is that true? Yes. Oh my I God. feel really bad that we've forgotten this every time because I replied to the email and said, oh, we're going to record soon and we'll t- talk about this email. And that was like <laughs> three months ago. Because <laughs> he had some good questions and stuff and we might be able to get an yeah. episode out of some of this. Maybe we push a book back to later if we can get enough yeah. out of an email. Do you want to cut what I said about the books? Um, I'll read this and we'll see yeah, what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay. We have an email. How how on brand would it be if we if I leave all of that in about us <laughs> talking about we're going to talk about a book and then uh, we just talk about an email for the rest of the time and you don't get the book episode till next week? It has happened before. I know. Note for note, that has happened. That'd be amazing. Back when we were all one happy family, I believe. Oh, man, what a shame. Pre-Solo. Do you think Solo broke up the band? It kind of did. Did we ever have? It kind of did. Did we ever have Isaac on to talk about Solo? Yeah, yeah. He was, he was okay. on all the times we talked about. Okay, Solo. okay. But not. But he was gone by the time we did the. Uh, I think it did kind it. of kill his love for Star Wars a little bit. Actually, weird. What a talking weirdo. to him, and I understand because my first viewing was like, but. Uh, now I love it. But uh, we have an email. Now sometimes we complain about not getting enough emails, right? And then sometimes we get one. Do you think we get complaints because we do get them, but then we don't address them for, I don't know, six months or whatever? Yeah, we're probably because we're really bad. <laughs> That's possible. Oh, you know what the problem is? Um, Isaac and Jasmine were in charge of emails. Oh. So it's their fault that they never told us, and that's, that's right. why they're no longer We've never on the mentioned show. that on the show before. Right. We've absolutely never mentioned true. It. Yeah. So we now. We don't all have access to it. Right. So now that it's just me and you, we'll yeah. be better at it. I had to hack into the mainframe. Yeah. That's had to impressive. use some. Haitian smelt, the best conductor. Hey. I don't know. I don't want to do that kind of thing on this show. Make Star Wars references. Cool, like Hoth outside today. <laughs> what would um, DJ buy at Walmart? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but he'd get there on a lift. <laughs> I think the worst stutter from DJ. Nuber. The worst stutter from DJ, I think, is when he said. I got a deal on the ship after that's a deal. Yes. Not good. The email we got from December 2018, different year when we got this email, 
We got this email last year. We did. It's been a whole year. What a sobering fact. Wow. Hey, Grand Moff Talking Crew. First, want to say you guys have been crushing it lately. Thank you. And I've, I, I believe that at this point, Isaac was not on the show. True. So we were still crushing it at least as of December. Yes. Post Isaac, we were crushing now, it. It's been three months. <laughs> but maybe we're still crushing it. I thank y'all for breaking down a lot of the old legend stuff that I will never read so that I can enjoy all the amazing slash amazingly terrible things found within. Listen to your latest podcast and feel guilty about not sending any emails in forever. Mm, you hey. should feel guilty. Boy. <laughs> obviously, we are really good about reading them. Awkward. <laughs> and he had a few questions for us that are in line with the recent news <laughs> at the time recent <laughs> from the TV <laughs> slash streaming and movie side. I think everyone is at the very least intrigued by the potential of the two series announced in the Mandalorian and the Cassian Andor series. Yes, still excited. Hashtag the Cassian show. Yep. And for now, it seems like Lucasfilm is going to be doing one movie every two years or so, starting with whatever Game of Thrones guys are making, rather than the one movie a year they started off with. Do y'all think that Shades of Rural Farm Boy with this Yeah, lots of y'alls here. here. Yeah. I know John. He's not that uh, colloquial not that in real life. Do you all think? Is colloquial. Yeah. Just shelve your quaint buckboard parlance, John. Do y'all think that the movie should be taking more of a break between releases now that we have reestablished the Star Wars brand, or is this just an overreaction from Solo? Yes. I think. Oh, well, okay. I'll stop reading. I think we are all okay for the episodic movies to stop for a while, but y'all again. Take a drink every time we hear y'all okay. feel that for all the movies, whatever time period they're set in. Um, additionally, if these TV series live up to the hype and are truly great, do you want TV to be the place that tells the majority of the stories on screen rather than the movies? Being that we can deep dive into the characters and themes better on TV than in movies. Along those lines, should the standalone movies... Oh, sorry. On, along those lines... Should the standalone movie's home also be Disney Plus? In my opinion, TV series should be the bigger push, and films should be saved for saga films slash other epic adventures. But I would love to hear your thoughts. I think we all have collectively forgotten what the start of the MCU was like. Mm -hmm. At times, when we think about the powerhouse that is Marvel comic book movies these days, when you think about Iron Man coming out, huge success. Big. Big, unexpected success. 2008, the movie that changed, changed the summer of 2008. It kind of changed film a little bit, actually. You know what? We didn't know it at the time, but it kind of did. It kind of did. <laughs> like, did. It, things are, summer movies are very different now because of what Iron Man started in 2008. That is a topic worth delving into. Yes. But um, continue your thought. But what followed Iron Man? The Incredible Hulk. Bad. Bad. No one liked it. It didn't make money. No one liked it. True that. Um... And I, I liken what Disney is doing with Star Wars kind of to what they did with the Marvel movies, where you get a lot of stuff out in the beginning, you kind of have this rough idea of what you want to do, and not every movie is going to be a hit. Yeah. But every time, like, nowadays that we get an Ant-Man, we don't think, we don't, well, well this is this is obviously the end of, of Marvel movies. They they, yeah. have to, they have to start making them every three years now because, you know, Ant-Man didn't do so well. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, it's just there are going to be movies that are not as big of a hit. And still, we need to qualify. Every time we talk about Solo not being a big hit, it made money. Yeah. It did not make a billion dollars, but it made money. So it's not like they're throwing out movies every week 
and like I mean Marvel gets away with three or four movies a year. Ugh. And I think a lot of people say they don't want that to happen with Star Wars, but I think if the quality of the movies, if we're getting a Thor Ragnarok and then an Infinity War of the Star Wars universe if in Black Panther, like if that is coming out every year, people are going to go see three Star Wars movies in a year if they are all good movies. I think I don't think we have to worry about oversaturation of Star Wars. I think we have to worry about the quality of movies that are made. I and I I, I almost wonder if it's worth talking because I know that this has been a topic discussed to death. But hey, yes, hasn't been discussed to death on our show. True. So we talk about old hey, books. That we are <laughs> reviving this corpse <laughs> and we're gonna knock it around for a little bit. Uh, I the the quote unquote failure of Solo. I think is a little bit uh, perception. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little bit Disney not trying to, and I say that because I think Bob Iger was the one who came out with the comments that like, obviously that was a disappointment. Right. um, Or didn't, Perform to our expectations. I'm only making $100 million this year instead of $150 million <laughs> this year, so that was a failure. Yeah, it seems like a low-end estimate for what Bob Iger makes in a year. But, Probably. <laughs> um, that's an indie picture for Disney, $150 million. You're not wrong. Um, uh, so, because, you know, look at something like uh, Thor for Marvel. Mm-hmm. That was really not a very well received movie at the time. I mean, like if the the Rotten Tomato score is like in the sixties or seventies or something, yeah. people f- mostly thought it was fine, right? But from Marvel standpoint, they're like, "Hey, we're building something." People saw the movie, generally liked it, it made money, cool. Yeah. Now we can do something with this character in the future. So Marvel is like cheering on Thor from the sidelines. They're gonna bring Thor, you know, Chris Hemsworth back. For Avengers. Make, they make have, Thor so they can make Avengers, pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. But they're not going to totally give up on the character because of one, because <laughs> Roger Ebert gave it one star and said it was one of the worst <laughs> movies they ever saw, which is what he said about Thor. Well. And, but you know what? He was close to death. Yeah. And his perception, although I often agree with it, I often don't agree with I, it. I sometimes agree with Roger Ebert when he likes movies that I like, but then I disagree <laughs> with him when he dislikes movies that I That's like. what I find. I find that I use <laughs> his reviews to support my opinions when they agree with mine. Yeah, that's how I use And I find him to be critics. an idiot when yeah. I don't agree with him. Yep. Let, let me reestablish my brain what we were even Thor. discussing. You're talking about Thor. They didn't, give, Thor. Up. They didn't give up on Thor just yeah. because the first one didn't do fantastic. And it, w- it would seem... If the there's rumors for every single Star Wars character that exists getting some kind of spinoff show on this Disney Plus, you know that's in talks for it right. to possibly happen, uh, be it a miniseries or whatever. I do think that they will continue these ideas in the show. It does seem clear that Lucasfilm had ideas for Maul being the head of uh, Crimson Dawn, yeah, and that was going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Whether or not that was going to be a thing explored in another movie, in Solo Two, or if it was going Solo to be explored duo. in the- <laughs> would have been Solo Duo. Solo Duo. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna take the nomenclature of the Solo Bolos from Comedy Bang <laughs> yes. Bang, and uh, Solo Duo would be good <laughs> would if be that's good. what it's called. Or maybe just call it Duo. I don't know. Solo <laughs> Duo, <laughs> Twa. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Let me look at this email. No, it, so here's what you're saying. I don't know what you're saying. No, but I don't know either. I, 
I think that there is room. We were never going to get a movie about Cassie and Andor. Um, yeah, yeah. Because you don't you don't make a prequel to Rogue One. That's just that was never ever going to happen. Cassian's story was over outside of like comics and maybe some books. So in that respect, I really am happy with getting TV shows because now we can explore this character with Diego Luna playing him, who I really like. So I'm glad for that fact, but I don't I don't think they're going to suddenly pivot because Solo didn't make a billion dollars. They're not going to pivot. Uh, away from making movies about these these Star Wars stories and just translate everything to TV now. I think the TV are still going to be very important, and I'm excited for a lot of the TV shows that are going to happen. Um, but I, I think there's I think there's still room for a Star Wars movie every year, and people who say otherwise, I think, are just forgetting what like the Mar- what Marvel was like t- eleven years ago. And like when you're when you're restarting something like this, you're gonna have a couple low points. But with Disney behind it, I feel like they're going. If they have a chance to make a billion dollars every year with a movie, they're going to do it. Yeah, um, I do think to get into what he was talking about, like brand saturation i i do think is a thing they're worried about and mm-hmm. the difference with marvel and star wars is marvel is like the blanket for all these sub franchises like yeah. technically there is a uh, this year there captain marvel is coming out there's an avengers movie coming out and there's a spider-man movie coming out so general audiences look and they're seeing three different superhero movies but yeah People that are, you know, into these movies know that these are just interconnected Marvel movies. Star Wars isn't really like that. Like, yeah, you can call it Solo, but it is a Star Wars movie, and there Mm -hmm. is a sacredness to it. It has a more uh, privileged place in film history. You know, Star Wars is in AFI's top 100 films, pretty close to the top, so it's like... it it is a risk every time you do something that could potentially tarnish a legacy. And as much as people would say the prequels already did that, it was all under the voice of its original creator. Um, it's one thing for the guy who invented Star Wars to quote unquote ruin Star Wars. It's another thing for the evil Mouse Corporation to come in <laughs> and ruin Star Wars. I think. Yeah, I. But here's my other issue with this whole discussion about whether or not the general public will accept more Star Wars movies because I don't think it has anything. I I think these arguments don't really have to do with the general public because I think the general public will go see Star Wars movies. If there's one every year, Um, if if it's a, if it's a good movie that is well marketed, which solo was not well. Yeah. They have to know it exists. They have to know it exists coming on the heels of, I, I don't know if they'll ever be able to do the Marvel thing where you release Captain Marvel in March and then you release Infinity War in April. I don't, yeah. I don't know if they'll be able to do that or not Infinity War in game in April. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely think you could, you could make December Star Wars month and you could always have a Star Wars movie in December and it would make money. And, and what worries me about all these arguments of, well, Solo did bad is it always comes tinged with a little bit of that vocal minority mm-hmm. of people who claim that they are the ones who didn't go see Solo. And that's why Solo did so bad because of their reaction to The Last Jedi. Or they use it as a way to validate the fact that like audiences hated The Last Jedi. So they didn't want to go see the next Star Wars. Right. It's like, no, 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 and no, that's no. not what happened. It was, it's, it's such a completely 
different situation than just like people because the movies are not they're both Star Wars, but people were like, oh, well, I, I hated the, what they did with The Last Jedi, so I'm going to go, not going to go see this movie that is completely unrelated. Like, I, yeah. I think there are many factors into why Solo did not perform to expectations, and I, I worry about giving credence to the people who think that they are in charge of Star Wars with their wallets, when I, I don't think that's the case. I think if you make no. a good Star Wars movie every December there will be you will make money at it and people will go see it yeah successes have different metrics for studios too like what i was saying i think my point with like thor was like for marvel that was a success because yeah. it allowed them to make the next marvel movie yes. and build to what they wanted to build towards. yeah it didn't make a 500 million dollars but right. it didn't need to for them aquaman was a success for warner brothers because yeah. people liked it it didn't get the like most amazing reviews in the history of the world, no. but it didn't get bad reviews, and it also and it made it also made a billion dollars, a billion yeah. dollars. So, so they're like, okay, cool, we can keep doing this technically. What it did is it showed people, oh, I will, I'll go see the next DC movie because that was fun. Yeah, and they're like, oh, okay, if we make a good movie that gets good buzz, people will see it. Yeah, and if people know it exists right. again, so but I am interested in the question that old uh, Johnny K. Johnny K. Up. Of should the majority of JK two time JK, um, of like should the big focus of Star Wars storytelling be television? And yeah, what I feel in, in, in all this discussion of saturating the market is television is really becoming similar. Like, most would agree that a lot of the best filmmaking and storytelling is not happening on the big screen it's happening on television mm -hmm. but now there's so many great television shows you can't possibly keep up with it like right. there is non-stop prestige television happening across all these different streaming networks and you know like i really wanted to see maniac it has emma stone and jonah hill in it. i still haven't gotten around to it because yeah. there's like nine million other shows i want yeah, to watch i understand you should and watch it though, I, I should watch it really, we, it's really it's good. always going to be the next thing we almost watch it's then, one of my favorite shows yeah. in recent memory yeah it's very good but that's the thing like with a star wars movie every year if there's a star wars movie every december there was almost a pavlovian response with solo where like star wars twitter was like you know now i'm in the mood for a star wars movie and it's december yeah. and there's no star wars movie that yeah. sucks and that with TV is kind of never going to be the thing. Like there's always going to be something else that people can watch. And although it is Disney plus, and there's going to be a lot of focus on it because it's Disney, uh, everybody else has a head start and there's a lot of really good shows and yeah, star Wars. I think when it's not on the big screen, is always a niche thing. Like, yeah, I the Mandalorian's never going to be as big as Breaking Bad. No. Like, it's just not going to get that amount of traction. It it isn't. Like everybody, you know, like House of Cards is really bad towards the end of it. Yeah, but everybody at work watched it because yeah. it was a huge show on Netflix, and everybody Mad had Netflix. Men was like that. Yeah, People talked about Mad Men. Um, I don't think the Mandalorian is going to be dominating the conversation of television no. <laughs> that happens on like the AV but, Club and Vulture and things. But I think they will keep making TV shows because the reason the Mandalorian is going to make them a bunch of money is because everyone who is a Star Wars fan is going to sign up for Disney Plus to watch the Mandalorian. Yes. That's the only way you're going to get to see it. 
So they, it, those shows are still going to make them money, but they're not going to be as well respected as as any movie that they make, I believe. Yeah, and I there's very oh boy, let me start over. Like there's a good chance that they could make a television show that had the level of critical acclaim as you know anything else yeah. on television. I, because Christina started watching Battlestar Galactica, she'd never seen it before. Mm-hmm. I'm rewatching that, and my God, that show is brilliant. Yeah, and that show was always in the consideration for you know greatest show of all time. But then this boom happened of all these streaming networks, and now there's so many shows. I think that show gets lost in the mix a little bit. Yeah, but at the time, it was like Lost and Battlestar Galactica were the two best shows on television, and. I can see a universe where, like, if they really drill into the characters, they have obviously really great directors right. directing these episodes. They're putting a lot behind these. My thing that I worry about is just the writing, because I yeah. feel like Star Wars TV has just never had good writing behind it. But we've also never had live action Star Wars TV, so... Yeah, we've never I, had I, not I, Dave Filoni. <laughs> and true. yet, yeah, we still true. won't, because he's directing the premiere. Right. Yes. So. But I don't think he's got his hands on casting at all, so that show will be interesting, because it will be... I The, the thing I've seen is, um, I've seen people say, I kind of wish, you know, the Solo had been, like, a series. Like, I, I want to see Han Solo go on a bunch of adventures, you know, every week. I disagree with that. Yeah, um, I don't think want that, that. I yeah, I don't Stay think you do want that. <laughs> for the book we're going to talk about. Yes, true. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> at some point in our lives. Um, I, I feel like I feel like there's still um, there's still room for a detached standalone film in Star Wars because even because I feel like Solo is the first detached movie we've gotten because even though Rogue One technically is. It's not like it's, it's not. kind of a prequel to A New Hope. Yeah. Um. Even though none of the characters cross over until the very end, uh, it it's it's not really um it's not really a standalone in the way that Solo was so divorced from everything around it. It's right mm-hmm. in the middle of this era where we have no movies, and it is so completely divorced from everything aside from having a, a couple characters that are in other things. So uh, I I th- I still think there's a room for that. I don't think I want to see. Uh, a solo TV show. Um, I, I think that was the perfect way to do that that movie. Like just just to have a movie of him going on this adventure, and I think there's still room for it. Um, you just have to. There's just a lot of factors that go into making a movie successful. You can't just slap Star Wars on the title. You can't just slap Marvel on the title and expect it to to make money. Yeah, I mean, I would agree that. Like, there was, and who knows how true this was, but it seemed respected sources uh, generally agreed that at some point there was a cantina film in the works, like, Mosiasley cantina yeah. film in the works. Now, maybe that wasn't true, and this is what The Mandalorian is or something, but yeah. that would not be great. No. It, it, but no. if it is treated with import and it is given the marketing push that Lucasfilm is capable of of saying like this is the new Star Wars thing. Yeah. Then everyone will freak out about it like they always do. What what didn't happen with Solo was all of the hype that you normally get, you know, where it's right. like we didn't it, have time. This to is get where we're gonna reveal it. all the toys and like yeah. 
stand in line waiting for this new merchandise that's going to come out. We're going to have all these tie-in books. I mean, they, they came out, but there was still, like, the people, Last Jedi novelization people, hadn't even come out. Especially, I think it got ruined by all the discussions surrounding The Last Jedi, because The Last Jedi yeah. didn't just come and go, but they, it got talked about for a year after it came out. Like, there were still pieces coming out about The Last Jedi. Yeah. Um, positive and negative. So, Solo, I feel like, got lost in that, because we're we're all we were all still talking about The Last Jedi. And, I mean, you know, like, I see what he's saying because he's like a Star Wars movie every couple of years. That's how it was when, you know, all, all the other trilogies being released and whatever. I don't know. I think that everyone would have been just as high for episode nine if it came out last year. Mm-hmm. Like if it was 2018 or 2017 is yeah. episode eight and then 2019 is episode nine. I don't know what years I just said. I think I had a stroke, but yeah, you did. Okay, okay, but if they came back, your eyes a little droopy. Did, <laughs> I smell toast. Uh, if they came out oh, back to my back, my toast is done. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> I I don't think anyone would have been less less hyped for it. No, because it's still the new Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, what I am realizing though is like the hype machine is such a thing. And Disney has such a monopoly on it. Yeah. And I don't know how any other blockbusters can exist. They own all of the blockbusters. They own blockbusters. If I, you look at the movies coming out this year, they own every single blockbuster. It's all, it's all of them. Yeah. Other than Shazam, I guess. Yeah, but, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Alita Battle Angel yeah. in another year. Yeah. In a pre- MCU dominated <laughs> yeah. you universe <laughs> in our world. Uh that even though it's not a great movie, it could have still been like, hey, this is the movie that came out in January. It's the only mm-hmm. thing out there, so everyone's gonna go see it because they want to go to the movies. Right. No. That's no. not what's happening anymore. No, no, now you're you're Captain Marvel's, your I mean, Endgame is probably going to make more money than any movie's ever made. Yeah. Um they, I mean, they've got like Toy Story coming out this year. Yeah, they got Toy Story. They got Marvel movies. They've got Star Wars. They've got remakes of their classics. Remakes of their classics. Yes, which are not going to be good. I'm going to yeah. go on the record. Not going to be good. I'll but, take. but it's they're still going to make money. Yeah, I mean, they they own blockbusters now, except for they don't own blockbusters because they're out of business. <laughs> do they but, own Hollywood Video? Yes, they do own Hollywood Video. <laughs> what about Video Barn, the place where that, that was next to where I lived in Marysville, Ohio, when I grew up? I, I had that, a little picture of an owl on it. That sounds fun. It was nice. They had brown cases for the VHS tape. How long until video stores come back? I think not too long. Yeah, there it's going to happen, some. right? It's going to happen. There are but some like, that exist on a bigger scale. It's going to happen. Like I'm sure you can find them in New York and LA and stuff. But I bet that I bet on a bigger scale, the nostalgia for video stores is going to be. It's going to be back soon. Yeah, I could totally see it happening. Mm-hmm. It's like records. Like, records came back yeah. 10 years ago, and they're still kind of hanging around. There's going to there's gonna be a market for video rental, I bet. You know what we're in right now with, with movies is we're in, like, the iTunes phase of, like, when, yeah. when iTunes, like, first hit, it was really popular, and physical media just plummeted. I feel like we're like that. We're, like, two months after a movie is in theaters, they'll dump it on digital and you mm-hmm. can just buy it. like spider-verse just came out and i bought it <laughs> this weekend and watched it mm-hmm. like i think it might still be in theaters technically but i yeah, just I think you're right yeah bought it and was able to watch it at home and that's kind of how movies are treated like okay first three weeks at the box office that's where we make all our money so basically after two months there's no point 
just mm-hmm. release it on video. Yeah. And I do think that we'll hit a point where people will miss having all the nice, like, DVD extras. And yeah. Having a nice, like, physical copy. They still make them. It's not like Blu-rays don't exist. Right, yeah. I still buy Blu-rays for, like, movies I really like. Yeah. But, I mean, for the most part, I don't like... I, like, I've, I've been going through the Marvel movies again, and I'm not going to spring, like, $300 for the <laughs> yeah. complete set of yes. all Marvel movies. So I've been, like, renting them for, like, $3. That's I rented, exactly I rented I Thor for $3 the other day because I don't really need a Blu-ray of Thor. But, you don't need a Blu-ray. But, you know, there are some movies that I'm still going to buy a Blu-ray for, like The Can Last Jedi. Can you take a Thor real quick? Um... His eyebrows are disgusting. Really Probably bad. the grossest thing that's ever been put to film. <laughs> they they um, found two yellow glowworms. It's amazing to me, watching like current Thor and other Chris Hemsworth movies, it's amazing to me that they made him look ugly. Like they he did. is not he is the farthest you can get from an ugly man. He is unappealing. And he is unappealing and unattractive yeah. in that movie. Even they, like even Chelsea. Chelsea loves Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And while we're watching Thor, she's just like not yeah. she's not into him. He's not attractive in that movie. Kills the mood a little bit. It does kind of kill the mood. And uh, the movie is not great. I like the part where he whispers at the hammer and throws it to Earth. Um. Yes, the that part's cool. The I I think that movie. I'm has just a, kidding. There's think, a lot of fun stuff. I think that movie has a lot of fun moments. Yes. Uh, and I I, uh, I like Thor is my favorite of the Marvel superheroes, so I give that movie a lot of leeway just because I really like Thor. When I first saw it, I was like in love with it, and I yeah. thought this is so different. It's so cool. Yeah. Um. When I rewatch it, especially into dark, not into darkness. What's it called? Dark. Uh. Dark Moon. <laughs> Thor, Dark, Dark Universe. <laughs> Thor, Dark Universe. <laughs> Thor, into darkness, and Thor, Dark of the Moon. Dark of the Moon. The what? dark, the dark world. It is dark something. The, dark, the dark world. world. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time in American cinema where every movie the, had the every, word dark in it. It was dark. And, and Thor was in that mix. I just watched Dark City a couple nights ago. <laughs> 1998 movie. Oh wow, it's a good movie. Yeah, like better it. than Thor. Yeah. Okay. I think Into Darkness. No, Dark World, <laughs> Dark World is maybe one of the worst movies ever made. I have not. I've seen it once. I need, and I remember I'm on, I'm, loving I'm going it. through it. I'm I loved it, it when I saw it. I'm going through them all. I, I can't to wait to hear it. your take. Yeah. It's not one of the worst movies ever made, but it is like, I was shocked. I follow a couple critics who really love it. Really I f- love that movie. What I, here's so what I I'm like. interested to see how I feel about it because I don't. I honestly I don't remember a single thing. I sort of remember like weird tornadoes are the ending, like the ending battle. There's like weird yeah. portal tornadoes or something. That is correct. There are weird portal tornadoes. And I know the uh, the bad guy is Christopher Eccleston, who I like. Yes, but I remember him being forgettable as a bad guy. As most I did Marvel, not know is Christopher Eccleston. Most most Marvel villains were at that point in time forgettable. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember anything about it. Um, I love Asgard. I love it when Thor is not on earth. So I like all the parts of the Thor movies that are not on earth, but I think in the dark worlds, the stuff that is on earth just keeps getting worse to the point where it is unwatchable. And I think at that point, Natalie Portman did not want to be in those movies. She anymore. didn't because Patty Jenkins was supposed to direct right. it and it was supposed to, I think, do something more with her character yeah. and not make Kat Dennings just like a sex doll that's walking around. <laughs> and uh, she dropped out because mm-hmm. Marvel had their way they wanted to do it. 
Yeah. And then Natalie Portman was like, this sucks, but I have to do it. I have because to literally have to. Because they have a sniper <laughs> aiming at my head. Yeah. And it's not Hawkeye, even though he can see from a distance, as he says in Thor. There were a couple people in those early Marvel movies that didn't have great experiences. I know Hugo Weaving was signed on to do yes, more. Yes, and that was not him in Infinity no, War. No, it was not. It Apparently. Was a, it was a Hugo Weaving uh, impersonator. Yeah. It's, it's just some other Maybe actor. Maybe he... Mulaney's dad. I think Hugo Weaving looks a little bit like John Mulaney. <laughs> well, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> but no, I know Hugo Weaving was like, he hated the makeup process a lot. I will say that looks like it would be unpleasant. Yes. Um, but I, I remember him talking about like, uh, yeah, I am technically contractually obligated to do more of these movies if they call me in. But I think they, they got the vibe that like, he, if you make Hugo Weaving yeah. come in and do this again, he is not going to do, he's not going to like it. So <laughs> yes. might maybe just get someone else to do it. And Marvel was getting some pretty negative press for a while because yeah. you had the Patty Jenkins thing happen. Yeah. You had Edgar Wright leave and something else happened. Natalie Portman was bad mouthing it. Yeah. You had like a lot of, and Chris Hemsworth didn't like being Thor. Yeah, no, until like once until Ragnarok. Yeah, until Taika Waititi came in. I think he liked some of the Avengers stuff, but I don't think he liked his actual movie. He always felt like he was being sidelined and was not having fun. Yeah. And uh, so I think there was a delicate phase of phase two of Marvel is a little rough. Yeah. I think three and four have all just been gold. And yet. All of those movies have survived. Yeah. And the, and it, the Marvel brand is probably the strongest movie brand in existence at the moment. Yeah. And uh, I don't worry about Star Wars. It's why I'm disappointed in DC for just like abandoning everything and pretending that nothing ever happened. It's like, you <laughs> yeah. know, they still will bring the guy from The Incredible Hulk, like the general guy, like yeah. in the movies. Like, yeah. And that's still technically canon. They're mm-hmm. not going to like not they're, they're not, not gonna like have, pretend it didn't exist that was another thing edward norton leaving like there's a lot of early yeah there was weird just like, stuff going on yeah like you can have ben affleck leave and yeah. stuff and still just like keep going just make the movies better like right. marvel did yeah make a good movie and people will see it i think that's like yeah that's it make a good movie and people will see it we nailed it that's what we did today it's so simple <laughs> it's so simple just make a critically acclaimed movie that is guaranteed to make at least 900 yeah that's all you have dollars. to do <laughs> yep just make a billion dollars for the movie. Obviously, then you'll be fine. Do you think... Sometimes. <laughs> well, that's the end of my question. Do you think we will see episode 10? Mm, that's a good question. I think if we do, it'll be a long time from now. I think in like 10 years. Yeah. Away. Yeah. We'll start production on episode 10. I think I think we're going to have uh, quite a few years of the Game of Thrones dudes and Ryan Johnson and whatever else they they decide to do. Yeah, and I think eventually they will shock everybody at a celebration with like uh, yeah. a quick teaser trailer of old Ray doing something someday. Old Ray, old Ray, old Ray. <laughs> um, but I I think we're very far away from an episode ten. Yeah, we're far away from it. There were some rumors from idiots that aren't true that, that episode nine was going to just be two parts and they were going to do it nine and ten. That sounds awful. Doesn't sound great. No, I don't want that. I would watch it. I would. Yeah, obviously I would I'd give it my money and I'd watch Wars. it like ten times each in theater. But Yeah, I'm going to watch it in theaters the amount of times that it is the number of the movie. <laughs> yep. That's so. what I've done with every movie. <laughs> I tried to do that for episode eight, but there's a lot going on in my life. Yeah, I didn't see it eight times. I, I think saw I saw it. Seven, seven I think times. I saw it four times. And then I didn't watch it again for about seven months. 
the backlash really made it not fun to want to revisit. I didn't. Right. I got PTSD every time I touched the Blu-ray disc. I was like, right. I can't do this anymore. Is is Twitter bad for us? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> uh, I think unquestionably it is bad. <laughs> it is bad. It is a bad. Everyone. It is a net loss for humanity. There's I, like there are good things about it. Right. There is no way that the positives outweigh the negatives. No. It's no made way. society worse. It gives us a chance to talk to people who like our podcast, and I enjoy that a lot. <laughs> yeah. but selfishly, it, that's the only the good thing about Twitter. No, seriously, like that is yeah. a thing I enjoy about it. It is, it has connected humanity in a way that is sometimes good. Yeah, people that wouldn't normally get yeah. a voice get a voice, maybe. Yeah, but, but also it sucks, and also people that shouldn't have a voice get a voice. True. So all balances out. Great. Great. I'm it's glad like we ended bin, on that. It's like note. the Bindu. <laughs> yeah, like the Bindu. What else is Stay in that tuned. email? Should we just let's just keep going? Because we've been talking for so long, there's no way we can talk about a book in this same episode. Oh no, I wasn't thinking we were going to. Yeah. I thought this was just gonna be it. Um Oh. Because I feel like he well, has some more other to the email. Ideas. I didn't even yeah. finish reading it. Yeah, there's a lot more email. Let's continue with this email. He said this I love when our listeners give us content. Hey, guys, if you send us one email, you get an episode dedicated <laughs> you an episode. to you. Five months after you send the email. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take a while. Not because we have a backlog, just because we will forget. <laughs> and we'll think that we have nothing to talk about. Literally the and only we'll email we have. And we'll be around about to start an episode and realize that we had an episode, an email from three months ago. I can't wait to leave in the part where we talk about we're about to talk about a book. <laughs> oh no! Um, okay, there's one more paragraph, and I, I this hey more content, more incoming. content. Hashtag content. Every paragraph is just a more chance for content. Hashtag content. That's content. how I like to think about life. Yeah. <laughs> Every paragraph another chance to start a Patreon. You should be a writer. I'm thinking about it. Also, I really liked when y'all hey, listen. Hey, take Jake. a drink. Take a drink. Jake head. Oh, you said Jake. Okay. I also, I really liked when y'all did your ranking of the movies episode. Mm. And personally, would love to see that done for more topics than just to have fun with what y'all connect to the most. Wait, what? Oh, four more topics just to have fun with what you guys connect with the most. Right. I think it is a nice, simple way to discuss things like most emotional moments, best side characters, favorite quotes, etc. Keep reading. Nope. Thanks for reading. Keep up the great work. <laughs> I am having some problems yeah. with my brain. True. Um I agree. I liked I liked the ranking episodes. Yeah. For some reason, I, I don't think people tend to care about them that much. But well, who cares? I don't care about people. Yeah. We wouldn't have done this if we did. <laughs> a, what even is this? I don't even know we can release this it. This is bad. Yeah, it's not good. Nah, it's coming out. It's coming out next week. Enjoy. Um Actually, you're already enjoying it's it. Co- it's coming out this right week now. that you're listening to it. It's, it's coming out. out as you are listening to it. Mm-hmm. We're streaming this live. Ooh, calling to the show. Hey, that died pretty quick, didn't it? That time we were going to stream live episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it anytime we want. We could. I got the camera right over there. Feels less fun now with two people. It does. Jasmine really has ruined everything is what I want to get across. She did. She had such fun energy on those episodes yeah. that we recorded live. We miss her. That's why we hate her. Yeah. We just hate her because we miss her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seems fair. Um... <laughs> Yeah, let's do a quick ranking of something. Okay, yeah, love it. I want to rank it. What did he say? Favorite moments is too big. Favorite of a thing. Jedi. <laughs> Favorite Jedi. Yeah, let's do that. Favorite bounty I hunters. I think we favorite. Um... Okay, let's do favorite book Jedi that Ooh, are not that are not in movies or like media that is not films. Okay. So I, yeah. and I so say like... TV counts. TV oh, show counts. Okay, great. Um, and I think the way we did it last time was we had a tier system. Um, you know, like Vergare, whose tears heal people. 
in the new Jedi Order books. Hey, we'll um, get to it next spoiler week. Spoiler alert, yeah. Um, yeah, so give me your tier one No, let's start droids. at the battle droids. <laughs> no, we got to start at the bottom. We got to finish with the big What boys. are your lo- like lowest tier? Z tier. Corn and Horn. Yeah. Does he, he, I don't even want him on a list. I mean, if you need a reason, if you want to hear us dissing, you want to hear a diss track on Corn Horn, listen to the last New Jedi Order episode. Yep. What was He's, that called? Ruin? Yeah, Ruin. Yeah. You need to put New Jedi Order in the title. that series, am I right? Yeah, you did ruin the series, actually. Um, I don't want to put all the New Jedi Order stuff. People know. People know. They don't know. No, people I don't, don't even know, and I'm looking through our episodes. I forget. <laughs> um, Cornhorn. Yeah, Cornhorn is Bad definitely Jedi. at the bottom. I would say, I mean, like, what is Conehead doing in any of the movies? What's his Caddy Mundy. Caddy Mundy. What's he ever done for anybody? In the movies, he he made a meme. He sits on a poop chair. He sits on a poop chair and he made a meme. Maybe, That's about all he's he done. Die like an idiot. He did die like an idiot. Now he sent Yoda to Kashyyyk and Yoda almost freaking died. He almost killed thanks Yoda. To, thanks to Coyote money. Coyote money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> think Coyote money is a low tier Jedi. I don't remember him. No, doing I thought we weren't talking thing. about movies, so we're going. We're going. With... Oh wait a minute! You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. I immediately broke my own premise. You did. But I just wanted to. Really you just wanted to rail against him to Teddy Mundy because yeah. you hate him. Yeah, he sucks. Um, I mean, I don't know that much about. Ooh, I I might have a low tier one. Okay, who's your low? He's tier? not in the tier of Corn Horn. No one is by any stretch. Yeah. So we'll just bump up a tier. We'll go up a tier. Corn, corn is by himself. Let's say he's tier four, and we're gonna have three tiers above this. Yeah, okay. okay. He is where the Clone Wars animated movie occupied our tiers yes. for the true, films. very true. So he can hang out with uh, Fart, Stinky the Hut. Yeah, yeah, that was his name, right? Stinky. Stinky. I think it was Stinky. <laughs> Dear God. Yikes. Dear Lord above. Um, I think. This may sound harsh, mm. and y- y'all know I'm a Rebels fan. <laughs> I think Ezra might be a third-tier oh, Jedi. Boo to you. <laughs> what? Boo to you, sir. You like sir. Ezra that much? Good day, sir. <laughs> Good day to you, sir. Get out of my house. I like Ezra. What does he do? Ezra season three. I like Ezra season three. I will. Yeah. I, I will be with. I will. I will join you in this. Ezra sucks in season one and two. That's an interesting thing. Maybe yeah. I should. Say, yeah, and I haven't watched season three recently. Since I think. Aired. I think Ezra gets exponentially better as the show goes on. I think he starts out like a little annoying brat who I really did not like, and yeah. I think he gets. Uh, I think he gets very good near the end. He's pretty good. Um, I'm going to say that I don't have strong dislike for any Jedi yeah. like I do for Goran Horn. So I'm not no, saying that's that he's true. I don't that's think Ezra true. sucks. Yeah. I just think he's not one of my favorites. Yeah. Um. Yeah. If I can qualify early Ezra, I will say early Ezra bad tier. Early Ezra. Three, let's say Ezra one and 2.0. Yeah. Three. We'll put him in tier three there. Yeah. Yeah. Early I would, Ezra. I would bump bad. season three Ezra. How many seasons did it There's get? There's four. There's four seasons. So okay. I'm going to say season four Ezra is really where it's at. Where do they meet Maul? Three. Three? Okay. So, yeah. Well, from, they meet him at the end of season two. They meet him at the end of season two. He's okay, the big so bad of three, and then four he's From three and four, I, I get all aboard the Ezra train, and I really choo-choo. like- Choo-choo. I like Ezra. I, I bump him up to tier- You choo-choo-choos, Ezra? <laughs> I choo-choos you, Ezra. <laughs> I, bump, um, I bump Ezra up to tier two he's in two, season three. And, Give me a tier three Jedi. We should have done this as its own episode. 
Yeah, we definitely should have, and he definitely won't. Well, let's put it at the beginning, because the rest of the stuff's bad. No one's going to listen to this part. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, boy, this is difficult. I am trying to think of Jedi. Think of any Jedi that exists. I'm trying to think awesome. of any Jedi that exists in a media. Ooh, I'm going to revise my list a little bit. Okay. Can I revise this while you're thinking? Yeah. Um... In a, in tier three of Jedi that are really just okay, I think I was a little unfair to Ezra. I forgot about one Zek. Zek Bref. Zek Bref. It's not his name. I don't know his last <laughs> it's name. Not. It's, it's not. just our joke from our show. But Zek, really average. Yeah. Really C minus Jedi. Uh, we haven't run into him yet in the new Jedi Order, have we? Not so much. Okay. No. I don't remember how he is in that. In that series. Does he show up at some I point? think he does. Oh, good. I think everybody shows up in that oh, series. Oh, man. Um, wait, should we pivot to just doing, like, five Jedi we like? Let's talk about five Jedi from... Okay. Instead of doing tiers, because well, I can't remember any Talk Jedi. about Jedi you like, and then okay. put them in a tier for me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about... My, should I just talk about my ultimate favorite Jedi? Do it. I love Kyle Katarn. Kyle Katarn, good Jedi. Um, he is he is a a tier one Jedi for me, for someone who has never shown up in anything but books and video games. Um, he has such a fun story. He's like Corrin Horn if he if he were a tolerable person. <laughs> I think we're gonna say if he was a taller person. If he was a t- well, <laughs> true. If he was taller and he is tolerable. A no, I'm sure that Michael Sackville's like, no, 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 Corrin Horn, tallest Jedi ever. No, I think he's actually said that he's short. Like, that is his one thing, is he's not a very big man. His Achilles heel is that his heels are small. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got I to think Lobok is the tallest Jedi. He's got to be. Yeah. He's got to be the tallest. I don't know, that one long-necked Jedi on the council, oh, he's pretty big. Well, and Coyote Money. Yeah, Coyote Money is also very tall because of his head. <laughs> that dude's got a five head. Hey, no joke about it. Ten head. Hey. Um, no, Kyle Katarn has such a great story arc that is told mostly through video games. He's in a little bit of books here and there, but he's mostly, he's he's the guy, he was a rebel um, who in old legends is the guy who got the Death Star plans instead of the uh, the Rogue One storyline? Yes, yes. In Dark Forces, which is an okay game, like hard I'm, to play now. Hard to play now. I'm not. I don't have the nostalgia for the the Doom era of first person shooters because yeah. I didn't really play them back in that era. So yeah. it is hard for me to go back and play Dark Forces because it's just like eh, I'd rather play a newer, better game. Um, Have you ever tried to go and play the first Elder Scrolls game? Oh, it's rough. It's impossible. Yeah, you can't do that. No. Can't play those. Even I even have trouble going back and playing Morrowind. I can't get into Morrowind because I didn't play it at the time. I started with Oblivion. Yeah, same. So I, I can't even go back and play Morrowind, Um, which I know is like sacrilege amongst game, real gamers. Hey, make a game where your but, stamina doesn't drain while you're walking. Yeah, make a game where if I swing at something and hit it, I actually hit it and it doesn't roll <laughs> dice. Please make do Make a game that. where I can see five feet in front. <laughs> Please do all of these things and I'll play your game. And don't tell me I can mod it because that's not the way the creators intended. Listeners, I'm going to leave this in and I'm going to double it and I'm going to amplify it. it. Um, If you want 
us to talk underline. about Elder Scrolls for a game. Please let me talk about the Elder Scrolls series for an episode. Uh, Please let me do we, it. We just we want nothing more. I love the Elder Scrolls series. It'll be like our stealth Batman episode. <laughs> no, that'd be good. That'd be really good. <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah. Okay, I love the Elder Scrolls series. Oh man. Um, except for Morrowind, it sucks. I downloaded one time a collection of all of the books in uh, Oblivion. <sighs> I think. Dude, I love read reading books. Sometimes, so fun. Sometimes I would just log on and I would like go to the the library in Winterhold in, uh, yeah. in Skyrim, oh, and I would fun. just like buy books and read through books, and it's great. They're really well written. It's yeah, tough a lot too. of them They're really are. good. A lot of them really are. Oh man, Michael Kirkbride is a guy who wrote a lot of books. He, oh. he mostly left around. I think he left after Morrowind, so he didn't do a whole lot. But a lot of those books transfer from game to game. So like uh. books that were written in Morrowind are also in Skyrim, which is kind of cool continuity. Oh, that is fun. The in-game book. Yeah, leave it in. Leave all this in. I know our listeners really care about the well, Elder ramping Scrolls up to your favorite Jedi's. Ramping up to my favorite Jedi. So well, Dark Forces, favorite of all time, was. Well, you didn't. I didn't know how to do this. Okay, okay. Kyle Katarn starts out as a rebel um, who steals the Death Star plans, and and then in the next game he is kind of not with the rebellion anymore. I'm actually not sure where the second Dark Forces game. That's another series where the titles of the games are insane. It's really confusing. You have Star Wars Dark Forces first game. Mm-hmm. Simple, nice, cool title. I and like it. Then it's Jedi Outcast Dark Forces 2, right? No, no, no. It's Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight. Ah, yes. And then the next this one is, the is Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. Oh. And then you and then I think they just went to Jedi is it just Jedi Academy? I don't know if there's any other title for the fourth one. I think it's you... called Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Academy. Is it Jedi Knight 2? It would be Jedi Knight 3 then. So would it be Jedi Outcast 2 Jedi Academy? Jesus H. Christ. It's no, really you know what it is? Whatever it's Jedi it is, Outcast 2 Jedi Academy Heroes Trial. Is that... Agents of Chaos 1. <laughs> Agents of Chaos 1. <laughs> Ruin. <laughs> By Michael Stackpole. <laughs> it's a, the, the titling in that series is among the worst in Star Wars, and that's saying something. It's a lot. There's a lot going on. Yeah. So anyway, the second game... He um he comes to find out that his dad was a Jedi, I believe. Or no, his dad wasn't a Jedi. His dad was friends with a Jedi. Um Was it old uh Sabayoff? It was not Sabayoff. <laughs> I forget the guy's name. I wish I could remember it. Anyway, he discovers that he has the force. So the second game, um the part of the plot is you have this this like evil group of dark Jedi that was before like yeah. the term Sith was around, uh, not before it was around, but before it was being used in a bunch of stuff. Because this is the mid nineties for this game. This is all pre prequel. All pre prequel, and um, so he is going to stop these dark Jedi from going to this planet where, where that contains the Valley of the Jedi, which is kind of like a um. It's like a focal point of the Force. Like, think of mm. the, the Bindu's planet or think of Dagobah or oh, something like that. Yeah. It's kind of one of those planets where the Force is just more concentrated. Mortis. Mortis, yes. Um, so that whole game is him coming to grips with the fact that he has the Force, learning his powers, not really being trained by Luke, but kind of like getting advice. So, yeah, the second game, the first game, there's no Force powers at all. You're just you're just a rebel shooting pe- stormtroopers. The second game, you're starting to learn all this, and then he sort of gets like a boost from being in the Valley of the Jedi. He he defeats the uh, the seven Dark Jedi. They're all like different bosses on different stages. It's very fun, and that game I can actually go back and play because it's it's a little more modern. You can like aim up and down as opposed to Dark Forces where you just have the side to side. 
so he goes and defeats all these dark Jedi and, and, and is now going to commence his, his formal training with Luke. There's an expansion to that game where you play as Mara Jade, which rules. That's a, such a fun game. And it was like, it was great to see a character from somewhere else in the expanded universe make it into a video game and be like the main protagonist of a game. So you play as Mara. Um, and I don't remember if it's Korriban or I think it's Korriban. I think, um, I think Kyle goes to Korriban for some reason, some plot reason, and gets like an ancient Sith spirit inside of him and, uh, like starts to take over his, his body. And he like sort of falls to the dark side, sort of, but it's also kind of this dark Sith spirit in him doing it. And, the the whole objective of that game is like Kyle was training Mara and now Mara this is after the Thrawn stuff, so she is now a, a good guy, um, and being trained by Kyle and so she eventually saves Kyle and, and brings him back to the light. I think all of these games have like a dark side and a light side ending. So you like you could have killed Kyle, but the 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 canonical ending is the light side one in all of the games. Very interesting, Riley. Please go on. <laughs> Jake definitely wasn't gone while I was talking to nope. myself. Yep. Um, and then comes like my favorite game in the franchise, which is Star Wars Jedi Knight to Jedi Outcast. Yes. Um, so this is after he has fallen to the dark side and he has decided to give up the force. He just like cuts himself off from the force. He's done. He goes back to a life of crime, kind of helping the rebellion when he can. Mm -hmm. Like the, the game starts with Mon Mothma uh, sending him messages like needing help. So he still works with the rebellion, but he's kind of like a scoundrelly smuggler type. He's like how you do a scoundrel smuggler turn Jedi right. Where you get, like, Corrin Horn, who I, I don't think they execute very well with him. Yeah. But with Kyle Katarn, he's the archetype of Han Solo if he was a Jedi. And it, yes. And they do it really well. And then the Jedi Outcast game is great. He thinks his uh, girlfriend, partner, is killed. And so he goes on a mission to learn the Force again to get revenge. So Luke is, like, constantly warning him about, you know, his reasons behind wanting to become strong in the force again and turns out she's not dead and he saves the day and he's great and then there's jedi academy where you don't play as him but he is a, an integral part of it because he's kind of training the character that you do play so overall he's just a, a really great he's like the best possible way i think you could do that the, the han solo archetype as jedi and he he always feels like a person and he he becomes a just a reliable Jedi master. And I'm very excited for him to show up in the new Jedi order books because I know he does at some point. So I'm, I'm excited for him to, to show up in there and I'm going to squeal like a little girl when he does. Ooh, that's nice. Yeah. So I, there, as we rank our favorite Jedi, <laughs> I talked about Kyle Katarn for 20 minutes straight. Wowie. No, no, Kyle Katarn is great. And uh, in Jedi Academy, it's really fun because he's one of the Jedi instructors. Mm -hmm. And he is, like you said, a lot like Han Solo. So he's really wry and funny. Right. And you get to contrast that with Luke's kind of boring Stoicism, style of leadership. Yeah. And Kyle's always kind of like, hey, I'm the cool teacher. Come, I'm going exactly. to show you the cool That's stuff. exactly right. Yeah. But... And it's, I really like Kyle Katarn because the impression you get from the original trilogy is, well, once you become a Jedi, you become very boring. <laughs> uh, with, yeah. Like, because 
you kind of lose a personality. Stoic uh, Obi Wan, pretty stoic. You could you see a little bit of his. Yoda's very fun at first, and then you realize he's just kind of stoic. Yeah, actually, he's pretty stoic. <laughs> um, I mean, they all have a personality for sure. Yes. But Luke, being the ultimate Jedi, does seem to be the ultimate stoic. Being a Jedi right is. It, it turns out being a Jedi is their personality. Yes. Like it's their life, and you never feel like Kyle's life is being a Jedi. Yeah. He is a Jedi, it's but a it does not one. define him. Oh, I like doing this podcast. Nice with you. Podcast That's a nice way great. to think. Oh, that's very good. Uh, You know, I really feel like increasingly... Uh, oh wait, we're not doing movies. No, I'll do it. I don't care. Whatever. What is this episode, Jake? <laughs> what, what is is the end of our podcast? Do we release just like question mark as the episode title? <laughs> Probably. Jake yells it. at me all the time for the episode titles. By the way, yeah, if you true. enjoy my episode titles, follow me on They're Twitter and let me know. They're not good. They're a little lazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the you know what? It'd be a nice way to reference that episode of Lost in title question mark where. Uh, Mr. Echo discovers the hatch that's underneath the airplane. I like Mr. Echo a lot. That's why we named our cat after him. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good character. Very good, good guy. character. It's a shame that guy didn't like being on the show. That is a shame because <laughs> I wish that he had been around longer. Yeah. I've heard 19 different theories on why he left the show, but that seems to be It's the most probably the one where he's like, he didn't want to do it. <laughs> like, no thanks. Yeah. I like being Boy, uh, it would in be, air conditioning. I was going to say, I mean, living in Hawaii doesn't seem like the worst possible thing. You can yeah, do, half the cast just decided to like live there afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, this is awesome. Um, you know, I wonder how much money they were making by the end of that show. Like, how much <sighs> do you think? A lot. You know, they they got paid per episode. This is end. network television. This yeah. is the, like the biggest show. The biggest on show television. on network television in a time where you got paid a bunch of money yeah. to be on television. And this is, you know, all pre-streaming. Yeah. So it's, I think they got paid a lot I of about, money. I bet they're all I set think there's for, a reason. I bet they're all set for life. I think there's a reason why none of them were like rushing to do right. anything afterwards. They do they're things like, that they want to I do. I could work or I could live in Hawaii and hang out for the rest of my life. Because you think, I'm, and I'm glad that happens because you think about like, uh, Jorge Garcia. Yeah. Like, I love the dude, but he's probably not going to ever get a role like that again. He's never going to yeah. be a, a, that main of a character again. He could have been the iconic guard in Alcatraz. Do you remember that show that JJ remember. tried to make? I don't remember he that. He did a pilot at all. called Alcatraz starring Jorge Garcia. But I'm glad to know that Jorge Garcia probably has, is set for the rest of his life yeah. because what he did on Lost. Yeah. He's, he's doing okay. Yes. That is nice to know. Like, I think that Mark Hamill has said that he struggled with this for a little bit with Luke Skywalker. And after a while, he's like, wait a minute, this is this turned out to be nice. Yeah, this is okay. I think of the same thing about, like, the office people. Yeah. Like, um, who plays Kevin? Uh, oh, Kevin Malone. Kevin Malone. Is that his real life name? No. Oh. <laughs> I can't remember his name. But anyway, like, someone like him, like, he's not going to get big roles ever again. Phyllis yeah. is never going to get a big role again. But I'm confident that they- mm, She's getting that Pixar money now. Oh, is she? She was Sadness in Inside Out. I've never seen it. So, what? You've never seen Inside I've never Out? Seen Inside Out. Well, that's good. But see, that's kind of the role that I feel like the Office cast is going to be relegated yeah. to is is voiceover work or like roles because they, this role is like Phyllis. How dare you insult that Jack Ryan show that everyone's already forgotten about? I watched the first like six episodes and liked yeah. them, and then I never finished it for that's some reason. That's exactly what me and Christina did. We were like, <laughs> "This is pretty good." Yeah, and then like. One shiny thing came across. Your yeah, TV. like oh, that's it forever now. That kind of happened Jack with Ryan. me. That kind of happened with me. I don't remember what it else was, but we're just like, oh, this is a better show. But anyway, I'm glad to know what like people I like on TV shows that are kind of niche characters are going to be okay when that show is very popular. Yeah. Anyway, um, favorite Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! 
Oh, no. Well, I really do feel like unless episode nine just sucks, which I I just don't see it happening. I don't see J.J. Abrams directing an outright bad movie. I don't either. Maybe he doesn't ever direct a masterpiece, although I think the fourth way is a masterpiece. But I think... uh, I think I understood that. I I, I think I agree. I think it's a really good movie. Uh, Super 8, right? Is that what you said? Super 8 is a masterpiece? (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said. No, I said Force Awakens is a masterpiece. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I don't think... He's one of those guys that, like... He's going to always just be really solid, I think. Yeah. He has really good taste. Mm -hmm. Like, Into Darkness, if that's his worst movie ever, pretty good movie. Mm -hmm. Not the worst thing in the entire Mm -hmm. movie. Um, Ray is, like, really, really close to being my favorite Jedi of all time. Yeah, that's fair. And she's not even a Jedi yet. Which is the cool part? Like, I think I'm excited to see what she does by virtue of Luke saying, "I will not be the last Jedi," and then cutting yeah. to her lifting all the rocks. Yeah, that's true. Which still almost like it gives me emotion like every time. That's it's the great. perp. It, John Williams. I don't think we've ever mentioned before. He's good at what he does. <laughs> we should do an episode on him or something. <laughs> we, <should. laughs> we like. I was really getting into the score this time watching the movie. Yeah, and it's great. It it's is. a really good score. The, the takes that I hear that, like, John Williams isn't... The, the new movies don't have that great of scores. Yeah. You're not false. paying attention. True. You're too busy hating on the ladies. Yep. Um, I agree a lot. In in terms of, let's... Using the, um, like, books and stuff. If the New Jedi Order series is going where I think it's going, I think Jason and Jaina are strong contenders for Tier 1 Jedi. Yeah. For, I would put I would put them probably if I can put them together I'd put them on my list of top five. Yeah, because I I think I'm interested in them because of their relationship the to one another. Yeah, um, especially knowing how their story ends together. Yeah, which you might not know. But I knowing don't how, totally know. Yeah, knowing how their story concludes, I really yeah I really want to put them together and I like them a lot yeah. together. Oh man, I can't wait to see how their story concludes. It doesn't that, it doesn't conclude in the new Jedi order. It includes like in a couple speech series after that. But we're gonna have but to we're read gonna it have afterwards. to get there eventually. Yeah, we're just gonna hop to whatever that book is after. I don't think any any series after this are nineteen books long. I think the rest <laughs> of them are a lot shorter, so we can hopefully get through. I don't them. think any series that will ever exist is gonna be, <laughs> this gonna be nineteen books long. I yeah. think it's the Wizard of Oz and then this. Yeah. And then everyone's like, why are we doing this? Um, everyone always talks about the first one. That's it. Uh, I, I don't know. Do I like any Jedi? <laughs> I like... Um, I can talk about some crazy Jedi. Some crazy obscure Jedi that, no one's, that no one's ever heard. Well, Yaddle. There's always Yaddle. Hey, Yaddle's great. It's another movie. Oh, Up a Creek. The one below. The one below. She's great. Yeah. What were you going to say? What's another Jedi? Well... I I don't know. I mean, I, what's kind of weird is that all the books I've read, there haven't been that many Jedi in them. And the ones no. that have been have like really been background. And the, yeah, the ones that get- Oh, Kanan. 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 Was, oh, Kanan. Say. Yeah, Kanan. That's yeah. a good, good call. Yeah. Tell me about Kanan. <laughs> well, Kanan. Why do you like Kanan? Well, I was hoping we could wrap this up. <laughs> but Kanan is- Really great. Um, he kind of turns into a wolf, which is interesting. Kind of does. Uh, Kanan's arc is really, really interesting. Oh, especially, um, me and Christina were watching Rebels for a little bit, and then we switched gears to Battlestar. But Jack Ryan. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. And then all sorts of other things. But when you know where Rebels is going, it's kind of crazy how much Filoni planned things out. Like, yeah. you see the world between worlds, 
in the first season, like within the first few episodes. Of really? The first I don't season. remember that. I need to rewatch the whole show. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff there. And Kanan's arc is just Ugh. lovely. The I, reluctant teacher arc is so great. The reluctant teacher is always good. I mean, that's why Obi-Wan is yeah. my all-time favorite Jedi. I mean, Obi-Wan and Yoda. I think yeah. Obi-Wan has more of an actual arc than Yoda does. Yeah. And that's how it always should be. I Let's abandon this conversation. <laughs> okay, Close great. On I like Satil Sean from the Old Republic MMO. <laughs> <laughs> She's also great. That's a, that's a deep cut. <laughs> that's a deep cut right deep, there. Deep, deep, deep. Um, <sighs> let's end it on this. Yeah. Or maybe end, I'll tell you this, and if it. it's a good enough thing for its own episode, we'll just do let's that. Let's end our podcast Let's end this. our podcast for, <laughs> yes, forever. Final moment of Grandma's talking coming up. <laughs> no, if this is a good enough idea for an episode, what would be enough of a shark jumping moment that it would put you off Star Wars and you would become a Star Wars hater. Oh, can you see that happening? No, to you I don't think it's possible. I don't think I would ever, but I, I can see myself becoming a cranky old man and saying, ah, these new movies aren't like the good movies. I, I can see I that haven't even, I haven't even had a movie that I don't like yet outside yeah, of out, outside of like Revenge of the Sith. But again, yeah. that comes out at a time when like I'm not going to abandon Star Wars because I don't like a movie. Right. And right. even now, I don't see if like Revenge of the Sith is released tomorrow. I'm not going to like the movie. Yeah. But like the the thought that the thought to me that a movie comes out and it ruins Star Wars for you and you never want to engage with it again, you probably didn't really love Star Wars that much to begin with because yes. Because there's so You like the so wrong much. things about or it. You like the wrong things about it. I don't like know. I guess I could understand watching a movie not liking it and saying, I'm done with Star Wars movies. And if that's all you engaged with Star Wars was just the movies, then maybe I can understand you yeah. just checking out of the rest of them when they come out. But for me, Star Wars was such a huge part of my childhood and my my um, formative years that it's like, I Star Wars to me is not the movies. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes the movies are like what I'm least interested in. Mm. Um, and... I I don't see it, me ever getting to a point where they release a movie and I hate it so much that I never read a Star Wars book or play The Old Republic again. Like, it's that just, uh, I don't think that's possible. What sparked me saying that was I, I think if they were like, we're doing Yoda's origin story, I'd be like, bad idea. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Yeah. But I would see it. And But you know what the thing is? And because and, I'm like you, my obsessive brain like when i'm a fan of something i can't fathom not following it off the ends of the earth like yeah. you know what i mean like You're right i'm gonna keep watching these dc movies until <laughs> yeah. or, and i'm like i'm always going to read batman comics yeah i've been through the dark times and there's always the dark gonna be, nights i've been through the dark nights <laughs> <laughs> i've been through the heroes that we don't deserve mm-hmm. and the ones that we don't need right now um but like I've just always, I'm like, yeah, there's always going to be some rough patches, but mm-hmm. usually it gets good again. Yeah. Like, there are some uh, episodes in Lost that I despise. And I right. think it, like, fundamentally misunderstands a character and it makes the show suck for a little bit, but I, it's still my favorite show. And that's how I am with Star Wars. Like, I, I remember seeing Solo the first time and just thinking, like, oh, I didn't love this, but that didn't mean that I was like, Star Wars is over. Yeah. I'm, it's over. I'm kind of ready today. for a, a Star Wars movie I don't like. I, I know. I'm kind of like I'm almost disappointed in myself that I ended up really liking Solo. <laughs> yeah, because I, yeah. I keep talking to Isaac about it, and he's like, "Yeah, I still really don't like this movie." <laughs> and I'm like, "Man, I just am not at that point with any Star Wars yeah. movie." Well, I, Clone Wars. Well, that doesn't that, count. That's that's count. barely a movie. That sucks. 
I like I and I I overblow it a little bit for the podcast and for entertainment value. <laughs> but I truly what? I truly don't like Revenge of the Sith. Like that part's not a bit. I don't like that mm-hmm. movie and I will never choose to watch that movie if I'm not like going through all of it. If you're a new listener, you didn't make it this far, but I love Revenge of the Sith. He loves Revenge of the Sith. Imagine I, a new I, listener being starting this, this with is their this? first episode oh my gosh i'm so sorry and they're like this is this franchise is ruined i'm never listening to <laughs> this podcast again. ruined star wars i am confident in that that might be true we might <laughs> have we might have ruined star we, wars we are the we are the ones who did it but no like I, even though i don't like that movie if i'm watching through all of them i still watch it like it's it's going to be part of the rotation I'm still going to find things that I like about it, even if overall it's yeah. not an enjoyable experience for me. Like I can find the good in in any movie, really, and, I, and especially seems, when it comes to Star Wars. This seems like a real f- thing. I I never hear Star Trek fans saying that they've given up on the franchise. They only ever complain mm. and move on. Mm-hmm. Like I think every Star Trek fan that I've ever met has mixed feelings about Discovery and watches every episode. Right. I've never seen. Right, it. I tried so to watch it one I've time and was like, I can't do this right now. I don't really call myself a Star Trek fan. I'm a Star I Trek. I want to be. I'm a Star Trek next generation. You know I mean? fan. I'm an aspiring Star Trek fan. Yeah. I want someday. I want to be a Star Trek fan. I I, love, I hear about it. And it sounds. Great. I love the next generation. I will go with that show to the ends of the earth. I was going to watch like, that, yeah. and it was right next to Battlestar Galactica mm. on Amazon Prime, and I was like, ooh, but you I already know I like this yeah. show. You should do it after. You should do the next. That'd be a lot of fun because and and again, that is a show that is very hit or miss, especially oh yeah, season one and two. You're gonna run into episodes where you're like, how. How did this get a second season? How, what, how did what, this get a seventh what season? on earth was 1989 like that they gave this a second season? There wasn't a lot of great TV. I guess that's it because like it is, it is very hit or miss, but when it hits, boy, it hits real hard. Yeah. And, and on that note, and on that note, <laughs> on, that, on that note where we talk about Star Trek, the next generation, <laughs> this has been what happened? Delicately geared, a long form discussion at the end. I, I mean, I don't know. Rate us and subscribe. Not after the. Actually, I'm not going to give you our Twitter or anything on this episode. <laughs> don't follow us. Don't or do follow me at Riles Bowman. Send an um, email. We'll do a podcast in three months. Yep. Grahamoftalking at gmail.com. Yep. I kind of have to burp so you do the outro. Okay. Uh, so, anyway, the book starts the New Jedi Order book, Agents of Chaos One, starts with a delicately curated long form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic. Brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts. Who goes first? Jake? No, Riley. Well, you go first. Riley, which is me, and then yeah. Jake. Me. It was so long that we forgot. It is. What it has been. Is. This. This has been the the indefinite podcast. It has never <laughs> ended. It will never end. You either release all of it or none of it. I think all of it. I think all of it. Three hours of your time. Because I don't know when we're going to get to record next. You know what sad is? It wasn't even that long. But it It felt long. It felt very long. It felt like a long one. Usually. Even edited, this is going to feel really long. It's going to feel long. Yeah. That's okay. Um, Anyway, we did the outro. (laughs) That's it. Bye. Yeah. I took a lot of like medicine before I came okay. over here. So um probably
die of some kind of overdose during our recording. That'll be exciting that would for be our fun. listeners. Yeah. Our <laughs> final episode. Nice little thrill. Patreon exclusive, the episode <laughs> where Jake dies. Final episode. I'll shake my fist like Chewie did <laughs> at the coming drug overdose. This is your brain on Chick-fil-A. Apparently it makes you feel awful. And not just because you just supported Mormons. <laughs> That's the main reason. But also, like, the heart disease is also bad. Yeah, yeah it's not making my stomach feel great. Um, what's I'm going to have to use the restroom. But okay. if you can monologue about that for a little bit. I'll monologue. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Um, oh, this is all me now. I get to do everything. I'm <laughs> you want to take the microphone in there? <laughs> That would be hilarious. Um...